Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is produced in association with Jazz Times. Guitarist Pasquale Grasso grew up in the small Italian village of Ariano Urpino with two very hip, music-loving parents who played classical and jazz recordings to Pasquale and his brother Luigi throughout their young lives and took them to concerts and jazz festivals. Pasquale says that rather than put the boys in front of the TV, they would all listen to a Chet Baker record. Luigi went on to become a jazz saxophonist and Pasquale to be one of the most respected young guitarists on the scene today. Guitar great Pat Metheny has called Pasquale perhaps the greatest guitarist he's ever heard. Pasquale felt an immediate connection to jazz piano giants Art Tatum and Bud Powell and still plays Tatum daily to bring joy to his life and inspire him. When I asked him to send me his five biggest jazz inspirations, only one of them was a guitarist, Paraguayan classical guitarist composer Augustin Barrios. The others were Billie Holiday, Tatum, Bud Powell, and Charlie Parker. Pasquale's focus on musicians other than jazz guitarists has contributed to his unique sound. Combining his love for bebop, his classical guitar studies, and his limitless passion for playing has made Pasquale Grasso one of the busiest, most interesting talents on the scene today. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Pasquale and I recorded the following conversation in August 2023, after the release of his CD, Bebop. So talk to me about Art Tatum and the first time you heard it, because from what I've read, it was a, a real revelation, a moment of inspiration for you. So talk about Definitely. that. Definitely. And um, the, the good part about this is that there is a great, there is always a great story, because as you know, I come from <laughs> a, a little town co- called Ariano Pino, and where people don't really know what jazz is. And fortunately, uh, my dad and my mom, they loved classical music and jazz. And as you know, my brother started to play saxophone before me. And there used to be a hardware store in the, in the city where you go and buy everything for the house. And, and they had a little section where they had all those copied CDs. And there was maybe 10 or 20 jazz CDs. That's, but they, were, they weren't like the, the CDs that you get. They were like copies, you know, where you, you had just a piece of paper where somebody wrote with their with their pen, like the songs. And one of the CD that was in there was the solo masterpiece of Artatum. I think it's the one that I send you. I think it's number five, the one that he plays, uh, um, The Way That You Look Tonight, I've Got a Crush On You, uh, Heat Wave, you know, all the all the great songs. And I remember we, me and my brother, we were so excited because we read about Artatum, you know. Uh, and so we put the CD on. And uh, immediately we, we looked at each other. It's like, wait, this is two piano or is <laughs> only one piano, one player? And then we start listening. And uh, I think the CD was like a, a 50 minutes. And we, we stayed there. We didn't say a word. We were just, our jaw was on the, on the floor. I was six years old or seven years old. 
And uh, I remember the moment very, very clear. We were in uh, my brother's room and we both looked at each other and I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. We, you know, that was, that was one of the best moments, yeah. <laughs> Since there, I, every day I put Tatum on because whenever I always say to my student, to, to people that I talk to, wherever you lose a little bit of your inspiration musically and you put our Tatum, you're like, okay, I got the inspiration back. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. I think it's great because I've been reminding myself of that because I just got a new turntable. So I'm playing my yeah. old records that I got in the very beginning. Um, and 
it's just, it's so emotional because it's taking me right back to those early moments. And I actually love that process of taking it out and it's really slow yeah. and I put it on and I listen. It's fat. You can't be in a bad mood listening to Art Tatum. Well, another one yeah. kind of going forward in, in time is Bud Powell, and that's another favorite. I was so happy when I got your list. I told you about Squally because it's all my favorites. So Bud Powell, yeah. talk about Bud Powell because that's like turning up the dial. Yeah, well, you know, Bud, Bud Powell has been my inspiration. It's been like my one artist that I was always very connected, like emotionally, like feeling wise and the songs they would play, his composition. It was always some, uh, one of those artists that uh, that whenever I feel sad or whenever I, I, I need to, to, to get myself up, I can put, I can put Bud Powell and, uh, and I'm okay. You know, I can be any part of the world, any in any room, any, you know, without music and, uh, uh, and just, you know, remembering about him and his music and his, uh, his sound is great. And what, what I was always attracted about this playing was first his feeling for, for music, for, for whatever he was playing, but also every recording of Bud Powell, there is something new, so, like a, a different touch. He, I always say he had like, six seven different touches on the piano every recording is uh, a little different you know and he and he brings something harmonically different he shows you something different musically harmonically and rhythmically and for me it's you know just my one of my favorite the, the top three i would put him you know and since i was a kid i was always related to um, i always uh, felt close to to his music you know and so, and still is like that, you know, so, something about the feeling of, and the touch of his piano just goes inside my bones, you know.
Chappelle, a major influence on my guest, guitarist Pasquale Grasso. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Here's Pasquale from his CD, Bebop, on a night in Tunisia. Glad you talk about Bud Powell and, and how it connected with you instantly, because something that fascinates me, especially when I talk to so many people that I get to on the show, is how people connect with music and you feel like, this is my best friend. And it transcends right. culture, age, time. I had that with early Count Basie. So here's a, an older, yeah. you know, a black man 
white girl from California, you being Italian, <laughs> Bud Powell. You know, it's really, yeah. that's fascinating. And I think that it's something when people talk about this kind of music and young people coming to it or other people coming to it, this music, you connect with it in a different way because it has nothing mm. to do with what with commercial music where it's about how it's advertised how many tiktok you know hits yeah. they get all of that oh, yeah, and that. i think that's yeah i think that's really fascinating and for you growing up in italy i'm curious because people always speculate here because they'll ask me they'll say what's it like to tour europe and, or do they appreciate it more that's always that kind of thing but you grew up in Italy, you've performed all over the world, and now you're here. Do you feel uh, a difference with audiences? No difference? Talk about that just a little bit, a little bit about that. I mean, because you were very fortunate with your parents. They loved music. They yeah, were special definitely. parents who wanted to yeah. expose you. So we can't say all of Italy's that way or something. But I'm curious. No, I think no, it, definitely it's an not. I think I think people here and uh, uh, of a little bit of every age, they're more they can relate more to to the music because it, it used to be popular music. The songs were folk folk songs from America, you know, Cole Porter and uh, Gershwin. They were the songs that everybody heard in Italy. When I grew up with the song, I didn't speak English. I didn't know what the story of the song was. I liked the music. I liked the feeling, but. I ne never really uh, understood the word until I started learning English, you know. Uh, but I think people are more related here. And young people, I think, in America appreciate a little more jazz than uh, uh, than young people in Italy because they're just not, it's not just part of their culture, you know. Um, but, and that's one of the reasons why I moved here because... Uh, uh, it was me and my brother. We were both very, very young, and uh, but we didn't really connect with a lot of young people uh, in Italy when we were in Italy, especially with the kind of music we always like: swing music and bebop and hardbop. We uh, we grew up with that. We never went too far, you know, uh, too far with with jazz. We liked the swing feel. That's what we we loved, you know. And, and so we didn't connect with a lot of people. All the people that we connect were uh, older people. Um, mm. So when uh, when I when I got here, I saw there were more young people interested in the music, uh, and uh, I could be friends with them. We could be, you know, playing the same music, and uh, they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't say, "Oh, look at those two guys. They're the guys that they like to play bebop." You know, we, <laughs> me and my brother were seen a little bit like that. You know. Because the period where we grew up in Italy, it was more like uh, fusion jazz and uh, uh, and free jazz that I, I love. You know, it, it's a it's a different kind of music, but it, it didn't touch me and my brother as much as you know Count Basie, Charlie Christian, Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie. That was the music we loved.
talk about your solo guitar series because you told me, I thought you did five of these. You did 10 of these and you tried, and then you said, well, they're just EPs, only five songs on each five or six, but it's still, it's a huge <laughs> undertaking. And just yeah. talk a little bit about putting this series together, also approaching it as a soloist. So talk about this project and the challenges of it and what was exciting about it. Uh, let's see, everything starts from Tatum because Tatum is the first person that I, I heard playing solo piano. And for some reason, I was never really uh, attracted to guitar, jazz guitar. The only guy that I really loved was Charlie Christian. thought he was the best guitar player uh, and I was listening to him all the time but uh, for the solo I uh, living in Italy was one of the things that uh, that I would do just you know take take a song and try to to play and swing by myself and try to 
to have fun, you know, and or play with my brother because in my little uh, town there was no other musician. So it was me and Luigi playing every day, but yeah. you know, <laughs> just the two of us. So for some reason, I had to come up with you know play, how to play by myself. I think it's very interesting and it's one of the the hardest thing to do on guitar because uh, either you play a single note or you play a little chords, but to to make it interesting. Uh, uh, it's it's different, you know, to play a melody rubato like Tatum would do, and uh, um, to make different art, uh, harmonical choices. It's you know, it's a work, and I always like to do it. Me and the guitar are very connected. You know, I I love the sound of the guitar. I love um, playing by myself, and uh, and I always did it. One thing that really helped me was to study classical guitar. I went to college for for classical guitar in Bologna. Uh, in the conservatory and that helped me a lot because before that I didn't really have a, a, um, a classical technique for the right hand to play you know with my finger I used to always play with my finger but never like like I went to school and my teacher was very uh, I loved I loved uh, playing classical music and it helped me a lot to to understand the instrument in a different way and uh, I think from that point my solo playing became much better. Pasquale Grasso on Over the Rainbow. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. 
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons. Additional support is provided by Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all your favorite podcast platforms and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stride Queen. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. Please visit jazzinspired.com to find out how you can chip in and support us. No gift is too small. And please write a review on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to entice others to listen to the show. Thanks for helping us spread the word and celebrate 23 years on air. I'll be with my trio in Marshall, Texas, October 28th at the Memorial City Hall Performance Center. Information on this and my full concert schedule is on the events page at judycarmichael.com. My guest is guitarist Pasquale Grasso. Here's Pasquale from his CD Bebop on I'm in a Mess with Samara Joy on vocal. can I do? I'm in a mess, I guess. I'm in an awful way. He packed his bag and left me just the other day. We were all so happy. Cooey eyes to birds. Then he said, I'm leaving. I couldn't believe what mess I guess and I'm in an awful spot if I don't find another I'm gonna blow my top If I don't 
this wonderful track speaking of classical guitar that you brought me of, of Barrios well yeah Barrios uh, uh, it was my it's still my favorite compo- classical composer uh, I saw I started playing classical guitar because I saw a concert of the great David Russell that is my, my favorite classical guitar player uh, of course after Segovia Segovia is the maestro of all but uh, David is David Russell is one of my favorite. His touch and sound on the guitar is so beautiful. And he did a concert in Rome, and I went to see. I was probably like sixteen or seventeen years old, and that's why I said, "Wow!" And he played old music from Barrios. Uh, and so the when I went to the conservatory, I said, "When I do my final exam, I'm going to play all the songs from Barrios." If I can, you know, I, of course, I had to play some Bach and and, and Torroba Tor and Soar. Uh, but uh, my favorite was Barrios. It's very, the harmonical songs, they're basically popular songs that he wrote on the guitar. Uh, but the ar- harmony is very jazzy. You know, there's a lot of uh, diminished chords. There, there is a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of feelings because they were f- folk music. So uh, I could relate, you know, my classical teacher would always say that, why do you have to play everything so in time? Why can't you just, you know, make the time a little bit, you know? The, I was like, well, that's what I, you know, I worked in so many years just to get my time. My time and so this one, you have to kind of play then in time. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Thank you. 
father's strategy of saying that he would buy you a guitar if you promised to practice. He not only reinforced your love of the music, but he put the responsibility onto you that I'm only going to buy this yeah. if you're going to practice. I thought that was really wonderful. He, he, you know, he had to work a lot to get me a guitar and a saxophone for my, for me and my brother. So me and my brother were very respectful. We were kids, but we were, you know, in some way we were very respectful of, uh, of uh, asking for something. And my dad was and my mom, they worked so hard to get us instrument. And so we wanted to go. We want to show them that we were. Uh, that we wanted to do that. Also, we really loved it. You know, we, it, it, since I, I remember, since I started playing the guitar, I wanted to do that all day long. You know, I never went out and played soccer. You know, it wasn't. I loved the other stuff too. You know, I love, uh, you know, playing basketball and soccer. But I wasn't too good at that kind of stuff. You know, but whenever you give me a guitar, I would, I could sit down. It, my mom says that the only way for me to sit on a chair and stay still was when she would put the guitar on me. My guest, guitarist Pasquale Grasso. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Pasquale became smitten with early jazz growing up in his small town in Italy. 
One of his favorites was Billie Holiday, here in 1945, singing that old devil called love. It's that old devil called love Gets behind me and keeps giving me that show again Putting rain in my eyes, tears in my dreams And rocks in my heart It's that slow He keeps telling me that I'm the lucky woman But I still have that ring, still have those tears and those rocks in my heart. Suppose I didn't stay, ran away, wouldn't play that devil. Bebop. You have all of these amazing bebop songs going, you know, a million miles an hour, and it's so wonderful and so swinging. And then you have the song that you wrote, which hmm. is not super fast. It's this beautiful sort of dreamy song. Talk about this. I don't even want to pronounce it. I want you to pronounce it. Lamento della Campagna. Ah, so talk about this. I, I thought it's really beautiful. I loved it. And such a nice Thank contrast you. with the other with the other songs. With the other so songs, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't really I don't really compose too much. I, I was actually talking uh, about this with my girlfriend and she was asking me, Do you ever compose? And uh, because I always see you play other people. And it's weird. I all the last time I composed a song it was this one. And before that, it was probably like seven or eight years ago that I, I, I wrote a song. And it, it just not that uh, some people, they need to be composer. And uh, for me, it's, uh, I just do it when, uh, when I feel, when I, when I have a mm. nice harmonic idea or like a, a feeling for, for something or when I see something, then I write something. But, and this song mm. was, uh, it, uh, I think it was the last time I... Um, I went to, uh, or maybe like, yeah, maybe two years ago when I went back home, and um, and I went to see hi to all the neighbors. You know, there's my uh, my grandmother's lives very close to me, 
and then her friend lives across the street and uh, and she I always remember her because she would always bring like eggs to our house she had so many chickens and and she would bring she would bring eggs for free you know and 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 the spinach and uh, meat and everything and you know they, they she would come and and she would just talk about her you know something that happens to her and uh, and um, and I always say that uh, it, 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 when you hear the dialect in uh, Italian, it's kind of like a lament. You know, it's a lament. People just you can feel because they're so they're so full of emotion. Those those people they come from a completely different area. Now she's like eighty nine or ninety years old, and uh, and uh, for that I you know I, I thought that was like the lamento della campagna of the farm. No. at SUNY Purchase, and before we were on mic, you were talking about that you will do eight hours straight 
of teaching, which I was thinking that that's quite exhausting because you're putting that out and you're engaged and all of that. And you were saying then you go do your Tuesday night gig and you love it because you're really loose. Mm -hmm. and, And talk about the teaching, the interaction, what you get from that and what you take to then go get to perform yourself. I, I was fascinated with that. When I teach, I, I always think about my experience with the great Barry Harris. Barry, I met Barry Harris when I was nine years old in uh, Europe. And uh, the way that he teach was more like he would practice with you. He would show you how to to practice. That is a, ver- a very hard thing to, to do, to, to get 45 minutes of good practice. It's very hard because, you, especially nowadays with kids, they have the phone, they have the computer, they, you get a message, you get... A, but with Barry, was, uh, he would go to this workshop of a week long and he would teach eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, and never stop. You had to be so concentrated. So I tried to, to tell my student that and I tried to, since the lesson are 50 minutes, I say, okay, let's practice. I'm going to show you... I'm going to show you how to practice for for 45 minutes. So you can do this every day. And then next week you come and you already know that. You don't have to do anything else. You know, let's practice every every dominant skill. You know, let, uh, let's let's practice all the harmonic skill. Let's let's practice uh, uh, this melody. Let's practice this inversion of chords, you know. Uh, and they like it because they get very focused after a while, you know. And, say, and they say, oh, yeah, I, and then they, they do that for a week. And when they come back the next week, they don't, we, don't have, we have to do something different. We don't have to do the same thing, you know. So I, mm. I just practice with them. And uh, I show them song. We, um, we transcribe eight bars of a, of a Charlie Parker solo, and we play it in a loop, you know. Uh, and I, I show them, like, the, the best fingering, the way I, I see it, and... Uh, what kind of arpeggios uses? What's the rhythm? Why is it so good that phrase? Uh, and uh, so, uh, like that, I try to practice with them. You know, I try to because it's also for me. You know, I I, I like to play the guitar. I don't want to be there talking all the time. I've never heard anybody say that, and it's wonderful because then the practice becomes something that is fun because they're doing it with you, but also something that I think gives them focus in the rest of their life. You're actually teaching focus, a practice of focus and learning a skill, which applies to everything in life, I think. So it sounds like that, it's yeah, Yeah, it's like a meditative kind of thing. I think it's the most hard thing these days to be concentrated for for one hour also for me sometimes mm. if because there's so the, as a musician you have to have so many jobs and sometimes you have one hour and in your mind there's emails there is instagram that you have to do so many things that i tell my student when you even if you practice one hour a day take everything off be in a in a room where there is nothing just you and the guitar and the metronome if you want you know if you mm. and and mm. just and just practice and try to focus because if you go play a set of music, you have to be concentrated. You have to really focus on everything. And when you play with a band, you have to focus on everybody. You know, it's not you can't just focus on you. You have to focus on everything else. So that's like different kind of coordination and focus. So you have to get used to that. 
if you every five minutes you check your phone to see if your girlfriend texts you back you know you're not gonna you're not gonna do that in a concert you know (laughs) well maybe some people do and we don't know about it Charlie Parker track that you gave me, Embraceable You. Talk about this. I was so happy you sent this. I get a chance to play it. Talk about this track. Well, that was one of the of my brother's favorite uh, solo, Charlie Parker. And I remember him. We I used to practice uh, upstairs, and he practiced in the basement. Uh, but I used to hear him for maybe like a, a whole year practicing that solo. In 12 keys, that was that used to be his uh, his um, his warm up. He'd get the saxophone and play that solo in 12 keys, and I thought it was so. For me, it was so hard because always on the guitar it's hard to play Charlie Parker, and it would be so easy for him. And I would just like sometimes sit down there. And listen, then I would go downstairs and I said, Hey, Louis, can I come for you in every key? I would just play chords for him. <laughs> Because I, I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, that's why perfect. that's why I put that. That was one of one of my favorite uh, Charlie Parker memories of when I was a kid. Pasquale, we have been really trying to do this a long time, so I'm so glad that we could schedule it. Well, it's good. You're one of the few busy musicians. It's something that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. Uh, thanks, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I loved it. I loved it. And your music's so beautiful. So thank you for taking the time for the show. My pleasure. I hope we get to play together soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. All right, ciao. Thank you. You've been listening to my conversation with Pasquale Grasso. I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another creative person about how jazz inspires their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidolf. You can listen to Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired on all podcast platforms and at jazzinspired.com. 
Our opening music was airmail special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD trio. I'm on piano with Mike Hashem on sax and Chris Flory on guitar. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is sponsored in part with generous support from our listeners and Paige at 63 Main in Sag Harbor, New York, serving organic microgreens and vegetables grown on their own energy-efficient indoor and outdoor aquaponic farms. Better taste, happier planet. Visit page63main.com. And please tell your friends about Jazz Inspired and help us spread the word. For more information, visit jazzinspired.com or judycarmichael.com.